Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, and it's day 703 since we came back on the air. Today, we have a letter from someone named Michael Weeks, which is going to serve as part cautionary tale and part comedy relief, because I think it's hilarious, and we could all definitely use a laugh right now. Here it is. Dear Mercury team, I've only been in town a few weeks, but managed to pick up your broadcast on my hand crank radio. I've been wandering around the countryside for the most part, me and my dog, Toby. And in case you're wondering, you're the only radio station broadcasting that I've come across so far. I still check every now and then. I mean, how else are you going to find out that there's a radio station in operation unless you check? But I had also been told about you folks when I met some of the people from Deerfield. Communities aren't really my thing. I tend not to fit in most places, but I'm glad they exist. And I've spent the night in a few, even though I never stay. Anyway, so when I first came into your neck of the woods, I holed up in someone's house for a few days. <laughs> anyway, so when I first came into your neck of the woods, I holed up in someone's house for a few nights. It was picked pretty clean, but these days I don't go into houses for supplies. I'll go there for better shelter and security than I get out in the open. There's nothing better than a well-made roof and a sturdy door for peace of mind, you know? Now, before I continue this story, I feel like I need to present my credentials. I'm no Johnny-come-lately to the zombie apocalypse. I was no doomsday cultist, but I was an avid hiker and camper and knew enough to be out by myself for days or weeks at a time and had friends who were even better at it than I was. When you're out hiking the Appalachian Trail, you don't think much about security, and if it were just the zombies out there, I still wouldn't. But there's also people out there, and some of them are desperate, and not all of them know how to fend for themselves. I don't mind helping folks, but not everybody knows that. When you meet a stranger who has food and water and medicine, it's easy to think that it's easier and safer to just take it than to engage with them. So that's why, whenever I take my shelter in a house, I don't just shut and lock the door. I set myself an alarm, same as if I was camping out in the open. Nothing fancy, just something to make a little extra noise to get me up and around and aware of my surroundings quickly so I can deal with whatever might be about to happen. And that's why it was such a surprise to me to hear voices. They were coming from another room, but they weren't making much effort to keep their voices down. And I don't mind admitting that I had a moment of panic as I tried to run through my head all the various scenarios. Someone had gotten in without tripping my alarm. Where was Toby? Did these folks know I was here? If so, why were they stopping to talk instead of working to quickly incapacitate me? What did they want? I had to take a moment and breathe to get my mind to stop racing. And when I did, I was able to focus more on what was being said. If you get cornered, bash them in the head. That seems to work. Okay, that's fairly basic advice for zombies, but still accurate. We need to be somewhere more secure, someone on the ground, somewhere we can stay alive. That was more confusing. We were already in a house, and there weren't any large groups of zombies around that I could tell. No shuffling noises, no moans or anything like that. Then I heard, I don't think I've got it in me to shoot my flatmate, my mom, and my girlfriend all in the same evening which sounded like they'd been having a hard time, but also sounded familiar. The word flatmate was what really did it for me. And then I knew what I was up against. I got up 
and made my way in the general direction of where the voices had come from, although they'd stopped by now. It was dark in the house, but I had taken the chance of cranking up my flashlight because I was pretty sure I knew now what was going on, and eventually found Toby nuzzling up against a bag. Opening the bag, I found what I was looking for, an electronic action figure from the movie Shaun of the Dead with a little button on the back that made the figure talk. I sat down with relief and patted Toby on the head. The bag also had a few dog treats in it, the kind that probably keep forever. It looked to me like it had been packed by some kid who was hurriedly trying to get everything they thought they would need before bugging out. But it was also covered in dust. When you find things like this left behind, you always wonder about the story that got left behind, too. Did the kid's parents tell him he couldn't bring all that stuff and just dragged him out as they escaped? Did something happen to the family? Did the parents pack this bag full of his favorite things and then couldn't bring themselves to bring it with them after all? I left it where I found it. Gave Toby the treats. Can't pass up good food when you find it, you know. And and Toby's a good dog. Anyway, just thought everybody would get a chuckle out of that. Everybody take care. Sincerely, Michael Weeks. Thanks, Michael. Great story. We gave Michael a copy of The Great Train Robbery by Michael Crichton in exchange for his story. One good Michael deserves another, right? Anyway, that's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Max O'Brien. Take care of each other.